don't know. To a certain degree, I feel as though this episode is so jumbled up. But to try and summarize what it's all about, there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of expectations. Not in a bad way, not in a good way, just in some ways that I feel need to be discussed and in some ways that I feel like should be dropped completely. But anyways, before I get into all of that, let me start with a very interesting expectation that came from a pastor's mouth. Now, a Kenyan pastor recently came out to state that men who wear the flag bracelet, I'm sure my Kenyan brothers and sisters know that, apparently, if you wear it as a man, then your marriage is having issues and you will not speak about it. You may not be open about the entire thing, but in your marriage, there's a lot of issues. And I'm sort of trying to wonder how all of this came about because it makes absolutely fuck all sense. Although if I was to try and defend it as a Kenyan, you know, trying to be patriotic and everything, you know, when you kind of think about it, Kenya is a place where a lot of corruption happens, you know? At least two billion is stolen every day. Or at least that's what the previous president told us. It might be more, it might be less. And you think about it, if that much money is being stolen on a daily basis, I wouldn't be surprised if the wife is looking at the husband while they're struggling and is thinking, you know what, he probably stole some money and he's hidden it somewhere and he's going to use it on his side piece or some shit. You know, stuff like that. Because I guess... That's probably the only thing that I'd use to defend this because it's a little hard to come out and say, you know, just because you have a bracelet, it means that you have a marital issue. It's like thinking that if you have an earring on your left ear as a guy, you're gay. Like that shit was an assumption and it was a sign back in the day. But nowadays there's people that will have earrings and multiple piercings and they are some of the straightest people on planet Earth. So to think that this is the case, like it, it's a little bit weird. Now, I'll even just read you the quick long and short of it. So the pastor is known as Evangelist Ezekiel or Ezekiel, as my Kenyan brothers and sisters would probably call it. And the guy was the one who came out and said that apparently if you have this Kenyan flag bracelet on your arm and you are a man, then your marriage is going to have issues, regardless of whether you are a minister, whether you are the president, whoever it is that you are, you are having issues at home and you do not want to speak up about it. The only thing is, I know a fuck ton of people who have marital issues who are Kenyans that do not have the Kenyan bracelet. And for what it's worth, I feel like people who are having marital woes probably wouldn't be looking to the Kenyan bracelet as a sign of patriotism because it produced the woman that they're having marital woes with. Just saying. Although, then again, I probably don't know much about this shit. Just the same way I know the pastor definitely doesn't know jack shit about any of this. So I'm going to leave it at that and I'm going to move on to something that I know a lot more about, which is this podcast, which I probably should have started in my very typical fashion, which not only says hi to Kenyans, but to the rest of the world when I start by saying, Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is only patriotic when shit is good. Because I'm not going to lie to you, if I'm patriotic 24-7, there's some pussy that I might be missing out on right here. 
He's a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweed Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now as usual if you know the drill then you can repeat it after me if you don't know the drill it's okay and if you know the drill and you don't want to repeat it then it's fine because it's your way of contributing to the making of these episodes through submitting the many different tweets that you see on various different platforms. And it's a very simple drill and it almost sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG it is at Breaktime on West Side where you can send the DMs, the DMs are always open if it happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab that was taken taken from Twitter and thrown to IG or to Facebook then that is the place to send it to and I will take it from there and handle it accordingly. Now we have a couple of tweets that are waiting ready to be dissected and discussed but before I get into that there's something interesting that I wanted to play for a little bit because to a certain degree I feel like a lot of guys in as much as they may know how to pick up babes have sort of complicated the process to some degree for their own benefit. Now, one of those people that happens to be particularly good at complicating things is a man known as Myron Gaines. Now, for those of you all that don't know who Myron Gaines is, he is one half of the Fresh and Fit YouTube channel and podcast, which specializes in engaging in red pill content, uplifting men and talking about masculinity, and sometimes will trash a bunch of babes and kick them out of the podcast. Now, I stumbled upon one of his many videos that he's posted up on IG, which happened to have been reposted by a different IG handle where he was talking about picking up babes at the club when you're getting a table and you've bought bottles. Now I'm gonna play the clip for you and then we're gonna dissect it a little bit because I have a bunch of questions that need to be asked all right so here it is. Okay guys I'm gonna teach you how to run table game at a nightclub. Step one go ahead and get with two or three of your friends that actually have money. Step two buy one or two bottles max. Step three have one guy sit at the VIP that controls the bottle and doesn't let anyone else pour drinks except for members of your team. Next step, you're going to have one of your guys or two of your guys that are very charismatic go out and get a bunch of chicks. They're going to get the girls, recruit them, bring them back, and the key is you need to bring in different sets of girls. The reason why is because if you bring a two set, a three set, and a four set, etc., the girls don't know each other. And if one girl acts out, you can kick one group out, the other girls don't really know what the hell's going on, and it's going to show what? demonstration of higher value and it's going to help you screen out girls that are not detailed you get the table guys to dhv and run game you don't do it to impress the girls and make their night better you do it as a screening tool that's there between you and other idiots in the club throwing bottles and money okay a very complex level of game that was dropped over there it feels so high tier that even i think about it and i'm like you know what i'd much rather stay home and jack off to a certain degree because okay just I don't know, maybe it's just me that thinks of it like this, but to some degree, isn't this a little too much and seemingly a bit pointless? Because it, let's just try and interrogate some of the information he's given. Now, for example, maybe this one's just me, but if I'm one of the enthusiastic people that's supposedly going to pick up the babes, why the hell would I bring them to the table when I can pick them up and leave with them as is? Why do I have to bring an entire group? That's a hell of a lot more work. Because you think about it, the only time when I'd probably want to do such a thing is if, say, for example, I have one or two homies that are handling the entire bill. 
so there's a mutually beneficial relationship that's happening there because this shit happens with guys just the same way it'll happen between guys and girls there has to be some form of mutual benefit so if you tell me that i'm supposed to go out with a couple of my friends who have money so that we can buy a bottle or two then go pick up a bunch of babes like yo i'll go and i'll pick up my babe or at least i'll go and i'll pick up a babe that i want or two and if they have a friend or two they can come through like that's it then my homies can enjoy the rest because at the end of the day i do not see why i need to do that kind of donkey work just for an entire crew of guys to go and smash a bunch of those babes like it's already hard enough that i'm trying to pick up one babe now you want me to pick up an entire crew of babes like doesn't that make absolutely fuck all sense then the whole bit about having some babes chilling other babes going like i don't know you can say that it'll be good as a show of dominance and shit and you've done that shit on your podcast and it works but i don't really think it's even that necessary because if you can get a babe interested in you in the midst of a fuck ton of music and a bunch of people moving around and they can focus only on you why the fuck do you need to show dominance by having a bunch of other babes getting kicked off from the table it makes zero sense at all because you've already achieved most of what you wanted to achieve now you just have to be able to either get her number or manage to leave you there and go back home with her of which you do not need to show any additional level of dominance for that shit like it's not like her orgasms will be better or she'll want to fuck you anymore just because she's seen a bunch of babes get up and walk out like this is the shit that makes me wonder what it is that a lot of these people are told on a day-to-day about babes because i feel like there's some information that's overly complicated and there's some information that's highly unnecessary thing is with this it's both it is highly unnecessary for one or two guys to go and pull a bunch of babes like different groups of babes and you're like five dudes that are there because he's pretty much stated out like five dudes one guy that will be guarding the drinks uh, another two that will be going to get the other babes and i don't know maybe another two that are chilling and paying for the drinks and shit like that sort of coordinated effort is mostly unnecessary most of y'all could have gone ahead and picked up one or two babes on your own and gone home simple like nothing too big of an issue but you just felt the need to complicate the entire thing as though this is a house party like if it's a house party go host a house party at your place and then call a bunch of babes that one works better because the guy who's in charge of the house or at least the guy that owns or is leasing the place is the one that has the most power and then the other friends depending on how close they are to him will probably work a little bit better and when you call a bunch of babes over then probably maybe whatever it is that you're saying might work but at a nightclub when you're trying to pull babes like i feel like this is incredibly unnecessary and mostly pointless just go pick up one or two babes go home with them or not or just pick their numbers simple you don't need to overcomplicate this entire thing like come on bruh like i thought the whole thing with picking up babes supposed to make shit easier for dudes not harder but anyways all that said and done we do have a bunch of tweets to get into but before i get into that ladies and gentlemen do you ever wish you or your man's beard game went up do you ever dream of feeling a full beard do you simply want a beard that looks and smells good if you said yes to some or all of the above accentu is the experience for you or your man 
Their amazing beard oil is set to revolutionize the market through the use of tested and approved organic ingredients that will make the No Shave November squad not only look ruggedly appealing, but also smell cool and dominant. Get your first bottle for 15% off with their No Shave November deal through the link in the description below and allow you or your man's beard to finally say thank you. Now, back to the episode. Alright, where was I? Yes, tweets that I was to get into. On to our very first tweet of this episode. If I wiped up a single mother and she calls me her man, she's gonna have to stop asking the baby father for shit. If she's asking that nigga for shit, she gotta call me her friend cause it's no reason you should be asking another grown man for anything if you claim you have a man. If I live in the house, everyone in it is my responsibility as a man. Either he's gonna offer shit or we don't need it, that's just me though. Hashtag real stepdaddy. Alright, so this is a very classic case of why it's actually quite the problem when it comes to dating a single mom. Now, I'm not telling other guys that they shouldn't do it or I'm trying to discourage them. I just want them to be aware of the current problems that exist when you decide to date a single mom. Now, when you look at what this guy is saying, there is some sense to what he's saying. Because the more the baby daddy is being relied on by the mom for things for the baby, the more the guy is sort of going to try and start getting a hold again and he might actually end up making the mom sleep with him again and again. I'm not saying that this is assured but there's a lot of times when it's happened because when you have a kid there's some sort of a bond that two people can have that might actually push them to sleep with each other again and again. Now that said, when you kind of look at it, it's not like you can expect the baby daddy to be completely detached from the family. Like that is his child's mother and that is his child or children that you're with and you're building a relationship with. So even though you might not want him to be actively involved and spend too much of his time and his money there, you know, and create some sort of a situation that's unpleasant, it's kind of within his right to do so. Because if you're not doing too well financially and dudes come up on a bunch of money and he decides to treat his kid out, you can't do shit. If the kid is young enough and the mom has to sort of go with the child or the kid probably prefers to be the mom or the mom chooses to go there and the guy is like sure come through, there's not that much you can do about it. Yes you can complain but she'll just come back and be like but that's my child's father and that's my child, am I not supposed to be there? And that's one of the bigger fights that can come up. Then on top of that, there's the handling of the costs. You might say, yes, everyone is my responsibility, but that's not all guys. There's some guys that are like, you know what? That is someone else's kid that's not supposed to be my responsibility. And to them, I'd say I totally and fully understand. Now, when you decide to take up this kid and, you know, you decide to be the baby moms, then all of a sudden, you know, you decide to take up all of this responsibility. First of all, there's a certain burden that it comes with. And, you know, by all means, if you're ready to take up that burden real quick, then all the best to you. It's just that at some point in time, if any issue comes up, you will use that burden as some sort of entitlement too, where you're like, after everything I've done for you and this kid, especially when they bring in the part about the kid, which can bring issues. So sometimes the mom might be like, you know what, the kid isn't your responsibility, it's this guy's responsibility, or she might expect you to do it and you're not really up for it. Either way, those complexities can come up 
And if the baby daddy wants to chip in in some way or the other, then it's not really within your right to say yes or no. You just kind of have to watch it happen because at the end of the day, even though you could try and have an opinion on it, that's technically still his kid. So these are some of the issues that you kind of have to contend with if you want to be with a single mom. And for the most part today, a lot of guys aren't really ready for that shit. Which is why over here in Nairobi, there's this whole talk of like you can't begin the match when you're at 1-0. But all in all, I do believe that there is some space and there are some people that are very ready and willing to be with a single mom. So I would leave it at that. So I will wish them all the best and I will leave it at that. And I will move it on to our very next tweet of this episode. A real man will pay your rent without having his name on the lease or even a key. I don't know if it's just me or most guys or all guys, but there's this thing about a real man as a real man. Like that shit is some of the most annoying garbage that we hear babes saying and hell, even some guys saying. And it's usually in relation to certain standards and expectations that they have that for a good chunk of the time are usually very pointless. Like I'm not going to lie, there are some things that will definitely be said that are true. It's just that about 90-95% of the shit that comes with as a real man or a real man, usually after that, it's just garbage. It's usually just garbage. And in this particular case, like I'm trying to think about this practically. You have a boyfriend, you have a guy that is willing to pay the rent for you. And yet it's not his name on the lease. It is not his particular obligation, you know, constitutionally or anything. And he doesn't even get a key to the house. Like, do you really want a man or do you just want to gold dig some dude that is willing to spend money on you? Because honestly, if I'm paying for rent, I deserve a key to the house at the very least. Like, I don't even need to have my name on the lease per se, but I deserve to have a key to the house at the very least. Because I don't know if I'm paying rent for you just to go and smash some guy that's never put money down on anything. Like, if anything, I'd actually want to know what I'm getting out of this entire thing that we're having because I'm not doing this out of love. Like, my love is free. Whatever it is that you expect me to do isn't. So what exactly am I getting for it? Can I come to your house whenever and you'll make me a sandwich? If I wake up early in the morning from your bed and I'm like, oh shit, I need to bounce someone, make me breakfast. Will you do that? Like, those are some of the questions that I'd probably ask. And on top of that, if I can manage to do all of that, why the fuck don't I even have a key? So when you're at that point and, you know, you have someone that is willing to spend such large amounts of money on you, there's definitely going to be some level of entitlement or obligation that is imposed on you that you will have to live up to. And you have to respect that. So when someone is busy saying a real man should be able to pay the rent without having a key at the very least, I feel like that is absolute bullshit. And this is someone who's either just tweeting this just for clout or is an absolute gold digger. But all in all, I will leave it at that and I will move it on to our very final tweet of this episode. The niggas that chase you the longest are gonna be the biggest disappointments. Okay, so is this true or is this false? To be honest, I feel like it's probably both because there's some instances where it was no disappointment at all, but in other instances, there was quite a lot of disappointment. 
Although I feel like the disappointments are actually a hell of a lot more. The only question is, where are the disappointments coming from? Because when it comes to babes and them, you know, holding off long, letting a guy chase them for a very long time, when they end up giving them a chance, there could be that whole disappointment thing because they feel like they're entitled to a hell of a lot more. Because, you know, if this guy is putting in the work, he should be able to very, very well deliver. And you can sort of kind of say that it's slightly understandable. But at the same time, there's a certain level of entitlement and there's a certain place where she's put herself above the dude on some pedestal which can be very, very problematic for her in terms of finding happiness in the little things that the guy will do. Plus, in some cases, it can sort of just push the guy into being a slave in the relationship the entire way. But from a guy's perspective, I feel like the babes that you chase the most are the ones that are usually the least impressive. Mostly because I know that there's a cost-benefit ratio in the entire thing. Because whenever us guys are chasing babes, there's usually a cost-to-benefit ratio that we'll have. Which is why we are willing to chase a very, very fine-looking babe. Like a really beautiful, in my case, super thick babe for a much longer time than an ugly babe. But the moment we end up with a babe and then, you know, she's fallen for us, she wants to be with us and everything. Or maybe we're already in the relationship. And we realize that she's nothing more than just beauty, so there's not that much care and support. Hell, she's not even great in bed, she's actually lazy and she just lies down and she doesn't even know how to ride. Like, we pretty much end up checking out of the entire thing and we end up, you know, not really giving too much of a damn about the babe afterwards because we feel like we've been sold a raw deal. Like, why did I have to put in all of this work just to get not that much out of it? It's like, imagine you being super hungry and then you kind of have to fight with a bunch of people so that you can get the biggest piece of mandazi. And I don't know why. I feel like a lot of the Kenyans who've been in like public schools and boarding schools for high school can probably resonate with this. But you do all of this work, you, you end up pushing past a bunch of people, you end up forcing your hand through and you get that really big looking mandazi. And then all of a sudden you take a bite and you realize that it's 80% air that's inside of it. Now, at that point in time, of course you're going to eat it, but it's going to be so annoying when you realize that there's a lot less substance in there than you originally thought. And that's kind of the same thing with a lot of the babes that we end up chasing for such a long time because we feel like there's not that much that we're getting for what we put into it because that is a cost-to-benefit ratio. Now, if it doesn't feel like it's equal or you've gotten more in terms of benefit than cost, then we will look at it as a bad deal and we'll end up checking out of it which is why we will end up treating the babe in a not so nice way so at the end of the day in as much as i can understand babes will believe that if a guy chases you for longer he's supposed to treat you a hell of a lot better the reality of it is if you make a guy chase for too long he'll probably end up with no juice by the time he has you so by the time you're deciding to say yes and you're choosing to be with him you might find that not only does he find you to be a much lower quality babe, but this guy is probably no longer even interested in you. Because the longer he takes and the more the effort that he puts in, the more he starts to question if it's all really worth it. And the thing is, the more you're going to make him chase, the more he's going to expect out of it. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to tell you to not make him chase, but don't make the guy chase for very long. But then again, what long and what short is, is still something that is yet to be decided person to person. So I want your thoughts on this entire thing. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D. On Facebook, on IG, it is at Breaktime on West Side. 
Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and I will catch you guys on the next break.